G'day, Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode number 44 of the WP Elevation podcast. Our feature guest this week is Casper Hubinger, Head of Support and Front End at MarketPress. Uh, MarketPress put out WordPress plugins and themes specifically for the German market. The company behind MarketPress is called Impside or Inside if the P is silent, which Casper and I debate in the interview. And MarketPress put out uh, two plugins really that are their their mothership plugins. The first is WooCommerce for the German market. Uh, if you run an e-commerce store in Germany, there are all sorts of legal implications that you need to abide by, and their extension makes your e-commerce store compliant with German law, which is fascinating in itself. And also, they put out Multilingual Press, which uh, allows you to pr- to publish content in multiple languages on your WordPress website, which is fascinating. And we have a great conversation about that. Uh, there are also three. Pro licenses of the Multilingual Press plugin giveaway this week, valued at $25, sorry, valued at $75 each. Sorry, Casper, uh, which uh, Casper's company, Inside, are very kindly donating for this competition. So if you are publishing multilingual, or if you ever think you're going to be publishing multilingual content on your website, this might be good for our Canadian listeners, or it might be good for our European listeners, uh, then or anyone really, you know, I mean, us video user manuals, we would love to publish content in Spanish, for example, or in German, to uh, attract more of a German audience to the video user manuals plugin. Anyway, uh, stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Uh, There's lots of great stuff in this interview, including the fact that Casper (laughs) Casper, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Casper, I was going to say, Casper cusses. That's right, Casper cusses in this interview. That's why I called him Casper. Oh my God, that's a Freudian slip. Okay, Casper cusses in this interview. That's right, he drops a nasty word. I'll let you. I'll leave that as an Easter egg. I'll let you figure it out. All I'll say is this, make sure you listen to the elevation round towards the end of this interview. It's well worth the wait. Stay with us, let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation, the world's first business accelerator program specifically built for WordPress consultants to help WordPress consultants run a successful, profitable business as a WordPress consultant. So, you know, we've been saying this for over a year now. You know the drill. If you really want to take your business to the next level, come and join uh, WordPress consultants from all over the world in the program at wpelevation.com. That's where you can learn more about it. Come check us out. Come say hi and uh, join the program. Uh, The elevation tip this week, and I'll let uh, Casper say this in, in words that only he can, but the elevation tip this week is just be yourself. You know, one of the things that I learnt, uh, that I have learnt uh, since starting out is it's much easier to be yourself. And I think what happens is when we start out freelancing, we try and be what we think we're supposed to be. We try and be every everything to everyone all the time, which you just can't be. It's impossible. Um, and, you know, there's this great quote. I can't remember who it is. Someone will tell me. Uh, just be yourself because everyone else is taken. And it's so true. Just be yourself. Don't worry about what you think you're supposed to be saying to clients. Don't worry about what your pricing is supposed to be or what you think your pricing is supposed to be. Don't worry about, you know, what kind of flat design or, you know, rounded circles you're supposed to put. Just be yourself. Just get to know who you are and just be yourself. 
because that is truly what makes you unique and what makes working with you unique if you can just be true to yourself. Casper talks a lot about this in the interview and he says it in a much more colourful way than I can. Casper uh, Hubinger is from Impside, uh, who are the company behind MarketPress that I mentioned in the intro. They make the German WooCommerce extension to make your WooCommerce website legally compliant in Germany. And they also make the Multilingual Press Pro plugin, which allows you to publish content in multiple languages, which is very interesting. And I think we're going to see more and more of this over the coming years. Um, there's a lot to learn in this interview. Casper is a very charming uh, humble, great guy. I had a lot of fun chatting with him. I hope you enjoy getting to know him as much as I did without further ado. And by the way, they're giving away three licenses of their Multilingual Press Pro plugin valued at $75 each, so you could win a prize. Uh, let's go and meet Casper Hubinger. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me all the way from Germany, Casper Hubinger from marketpress.com. But what is the name of your company, Casper? Inside, uh, which is spelled inside. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So I was confused about this because I was trying to work out how to pronounce it because the, 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 so Impside, I-N-P-S-Y-D-E. Exactly. I just recently learned from somebody speaking very good English that it would be pronounced inside, which, uh, with the silent P. Ah, okay. uh, But we pronounce it inside. Inside. So. Okay. Is it a German word, Impside? No, it isn't. It, it is a word um, made up by right. uh, the bosses of the company. I'm right. not really sure what it means. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Well, Invato is a made up word and, you know, they're doing pretty well. So, <laughs> For example, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we're going to talk about all things WordPress and MarketPress and multilingual uh, stuff very soon. But before we do, quick competition announcement. Uh, the guys at Impside have very, very kindly uh, donated three Pro licenses of the, let me get this right, it is the Multilingual Press Pro plugin, which is valued at $75 each. We've got three of them to give away later on in the interview, so stick around for details on how you can enter that competition. All right, Casper, before we start talking about all things WordPress-ish, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, most of all a hero, probably, <laughs> <laughs> like every small boy. And various things like pirate, Robin Hood, uh, Alibaba sort of things. And uh, later on, I wanted to be an artist and a uh, pro skateboarder. And uh, after that, a musician, which kind of worked out. Ah. And yeah, after that, I wanted to be a web developer. What, do you, what, uh, what instrument do you play? Oh, I play the piano and various instruments, actually. Oh. The drums and bass guitar and oh, cool. uh, things like that. I dived into several instruments and I also... Uh, when they let me also sing. <laughs> uh, excellent. Do you, so do you still play much? Do you still perform or do you still jam? Uh, um, uh, seldomly. I perform, no. uh, perform at home for my wife uh -huh. and, and our cat. Um, <laughs> no, I used to perform uh, until a couple of years ago. Yeah. And now it's just, it's just time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I'm also a musician and I occasionally what? like to... Yeah, yeah. I play guitar what? and drums and sing. And... Uh, <laughs> Totally jammed. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's a couple of musicians floating around the WordPress space, and I'm thinking we should have like a jam press or something where we, you know, we, Good idea. we organize something somewhere like a WordCamp Europe or something, and we just get together and jam. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Um, totally. When did you discover the internet? When did you discover the web and think, okay, this is something that I want to spend my time doing? Pretty late. 
um, I got my first email account in 2000. Right. Which is pretty late uh, compared to the guys I work with. Yeah. Who all have been there since the 90s. And uh, from there, it took me a while. It took like uh, 2003 for me to really um, get introduced to web design, um, Microsoft front page back then. And, <laughs> <laughs> but from there, very quickly into, into HTML and CSS. And uh, I, I remember taking a look at CSS Garden back then and uh, oh, yeah. being overwhelmed with that. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the first time where I, where I decided, okay, that might be a good job for me. Because it makes you so flexible, you can work from wherever you are, just need an internet connection. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's the first time, actually, I, I thought about being a web developer or web designer, something yeah. like that. I remember CSS Garden. I, I used to spend hours just looking at the beautiful designs. It, isn't it amazing? I mean, I, I must go back there, actually. I haven't been there for a while. I think it still exists. And but back then, it was top of the game, you know. It was like yeah. high-class web design. And I remember there was this there was this uh, there was this website called uh, Zen CSS Zen. Here we go CSS Zen Garden, where that's actually what I meant. I yeah, got right. Wrong. So this was the one where the the, the HTML uh, was this the one that where the HTML was the same, but people would make it look completely different just by applying style sheets. Yes, exactly. It was displaying what you could do with CSS, and it was a lot about background graphics back then. Yeah, and uh, not the HTML, CSS3 stuff we have nowadays, but yeah, uh, it was so overwhelmingly amazing. Yeah, it's still here. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a link to it underneath the video on the show notes because it's it's it it is a, it's a beautiful. You could lose hours of your life at CSS Zen Garden, and I'm sure you really? will. Yeah. Um, so when so do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? Yes, um, that was like uh, in. Uh, two years later, in 2005, and it was because my brother was going on a trip around the world. He had finished studying, and uh, he was going on a long vacation. And uh, there was that question how he would communicate back to us, uh, to, the, to the ones left behind. And I had read about uh, WordPress in a computer magazine and, <laughs> and thought, well, this blog thing looks good let's let's give him that so i put up a blog a wordpress blog for him and uh installed it must have been version 1.5 straight on and that's the first time where i saw the wordpress dashboard and i was pretty excited about wow. it wow that's like really early on in the piece that's like when that when like is it it was it started in was it may to i want to say may 2004 or for some reason or maybe 2003 i believe may 2003 okay right. so this is really early but, days yeah, it's really early days. The the thing is, I got introduced or I introduced myself to WordPress as a plain user. I had a little bit, I, I had a little of idea of of HTML and CSS things like that, but um, I I got to it as a user, not as a developer. And uh -huh. I didn't start developing right away. Um, I I tried to hack a template and I saw PHP in it and I was like, wow, this is serious stuff. <laughs> <sighs> you know, <laughs> I was used to a to another CMS. Which used a uh, Smarty template oh, yeah. engine. Yeah, you know that? I remember so that. Yeah, where you have, where you have similar things actually, similar principle. You you have small portions of um, small strings wrapped in in braces, and that's your template text. Yeah, but it doesn't look like PHP, so it makes a person like me feel safe to yeah. just copy paste that. Yeah, and when I got to WordPress and opened a template, and then finally wrapped my head around the the theme and template structure and opened a template and like. Oh shit, PHP. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Because you have to be yeah. a lot more accurate with your copying and pasting, don't you? Because you've got to make sure you get the last semicolon in and you've got to make sure you get the last curly brace and the angle bracket, otherwise the whole thing breaks. Yeah, sure. And I mean, the person back then that I was, I, I wouldn't touch PHP. I, mm. I, I wasn't a developer. It was just programming, you know, that I, I was still a musician. Like, mm. I don't touch PHP. <laughs> yeah. So, so when did you think, okay, this is something I need to learn. I need to learn how to do this. At what point did you think, maybe I can make a business out of developing WordPress sites? Mm, I would say step by step, the, the couple of years that followed after 2005, I realized that, that WordPress was a very flexible system and I, I just liked it. I liked everything about it. Mm. I, I mean, the jazz approach, I mean, mm. naming it like after jazz musicians and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And um, I just fell in love and, and then I realized that, okay, if you want to do that, you got to learn uh, at least some breadcrumbs of PHP. So yeah. um, that must have been around 2006, seven, no, seven, 2007 probably. And from there I did it and I wrote my first invoice as a freelancer. Haven't put up, but okay, but that wasn't WordPress. I think in 2005 already. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. We're very blessed that Matt Mullenweg is a uh, saxophonist and happens to love jazz. And uh, it's, uh, yeah. we're, we're very lucky. I mean, imagine if he was a hardcore death metal guitar player and WordPress was all named after death metal thrash bands. That would be a different experience, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very glad. <laughs> 3.9 is Slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot about jazz, actually. <laughs> How do you describe what you do in one sentence? When someone says, Casper, what is it you do? What's your elevator pitch, so to speak? Um, what I do in one sentence? Okay, I help people, um, I help people uh, use products, uh, people who build websites uh, to use products and, um, uh, yeah, help them build their website, probably. That's what I do. Okay, so you have... Support. So you have products that I you have written it down. You just got me here. I, <laughs> I have it down very eloquently. <laughs> All right, do you want to try yeah, that again? We'll roll it back. I'll tell you, we'll roll, yeah, we'll roll it back. Casper, tell me I, what what is your elevator pitch? Okay, thank you. I help people who build websites and online businesses by fixing technical problems they might experience and supporting them to make qualified decisions regarding software they use and contribute a small portion to the well-being of a piece of free software. Uh, that powers about a quarter of the largest website on the internet. Ah, very good. I so like that's it. it. Elevator pitch. <laughs> that's good. Um, what do you spend most of your time actually doing day to day at uh, at Impside? Um, yeah, Impside is is a company. We have two large areas. We have um, the agency who works with clients, larger scale clients, and we have Market Press, which is sort of the product area where we develop uh, products, plugins, and themes for end users. And that's where I work. I'm head of support at MarketPress, so I work product support from day to day, and um, which includes fixing people's problems, but also includes a lot of testing, a lot of uh, giving feedback back to developers, um, helping them making the product better, things like that. So how many support tickets are racking up while you're doing this interview? How many are you going to have to go and solve at the end of this interview? <laughs> 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 probably 50 or so right yeah that, do you is is this is one of the things i think that 
companies get are reluctant to get into the product space because they're afraid that they're just going to be swamped with support. I mean, I know we're a little bit ahead of ahead of the script here, but do you guys have like a streamlined system for handling these support tickets? Um, we use a pretty down to earth forum actually, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, we have sort of an open support for, uh, format, open for our customers at least who log in. Yep. Um, so customers can usually read the threads of another customer. Uh huh. Unless it's marked private, so we we try to tackle the the let's say natural overhead with support that you always have um, by yeah choosing the the, the forum format to to help people or to enable people being able to to find um, their solutions by themselves in the threads of other people. That's that's how we do it. But matter of fact is um, I mean it's still the truth. Support doesn't scale very good. Mm. So. The best thing that that we know that we can do to uh, lower our support um, efforts is to uh, make better products. Yeah, just yeah. make them better. And I mean, always listen to customers, always listen to our users, and um, try to get actively get feedback from them. And um, yeah, implement that mm. and make the product better. What's the What's the one thing that keeps you awake at night? Nothing. Nothing. Nah. Wow. What's not. your secret? Tell me. Come on. What's your secret? Well, I, I just sleep like a baby. Right. <laughs> I don't know. If you ask my wife, it's probably going to be me for her who keeps her awake. But right. So you don't you don't lay awake at night thinking about a particular support ticket that came through or how to solve a particular problem or a particular feature request. You you obviously you're very good at just switching off and leaving that at work and just. Okay. I think I. Um, I think I get the question. I think a lot, um, even after work, I think a lot about support tickets and about other things regarding WordPress. But um, just to stay into the picture, when I lay my head on a pillow, I just... Ah, very good. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm but, jealous. Yeah, <laughs> what I would think about wouldn't be support, um, actually, because that's all very... One oh, that's uh, I O. That's you. You you get it or you don't get it, and yeah. and you have to fix it. So you stay on it and you fix it. It's nothing that gives me headaches actually. Right. It's sometimes it's it's time consuming and energy consuming. And you, if if a particular customer has a particular problem that that maybe isn't even my job to fix, but mm-hmm. you feel for them, you know. So mm-hmm. you you try to help them and and, and get it out of the way. Um, that takes time and energy, but it doesn't make me think so much. Things that make me think is around the, the community aspect of, of WordPress. Ah. It's pretty much where I can't stop thinking about. Ah. So what is it mm-hmm. about the community? What is it about the WordPress community that, that gets you fired up and gets you thinking? Um, well, the beauty of it and the, the, the challenges, both of that. It's... Um, I think it's it's a very beautiful thing of of WordPress and a very unique thing the the community that that we have worldwide mm. and being involved in the German community over here I also see and deal with challenges that every community might have along the way and um yeah it's that's for me that's the most interesting aspect um as you have to do with people all the time I also do have that in product support, but there's a very clear focus on the one product thing, and that's it. And with the community, it's a 
it's a so for me it's a sort of creative space that you share with people and we all strive to to uh, make WordPress better in a way. So um, I don't know how else to say it. Actually, mm. it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, I think it's one of the reasons when I first started playing around with WordPress and Drupal and Joomla or whatever it, whatever else it was back then that I was playing around with. I think the plugin repository and the support forums at WordPress.org was. I just kept finding myself going back there. I kept finding I kept finding it open in my browser all the time, and I was like, I just couldn't get away from it. And I think that's why I kept using WordPress, and I ditched Drupal and and Joomla or Mamba, whatever it was called back then, uh, mm-hmm. because there was this amazing community and all these people helping each other out, and it was it was quite intimidating to start with because I was like, I don't, I had, like, who are these people? It's like some kind of subculture. It's like going to a Star Trek convention, right? But mm-hmm. but you've never seen a Star Trek film, you know. And you kind of walk in and it's like, wow, they're all dressed up like these characters out of this Star Trek film and I have no idea what they're talking about. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the sheer number of it basically for me. It's, it's, mm. I mean, other systems like Drupal, they have very vivid communities and um, they're actually lately I, I started to get a little bit interaction with those guys mm. and learn from each other, which is quite an interesting experience. And I can only recommend that to, to mm. talk to people who are involved in other open source communities and systems. Um, but yeah, WordPress for me, it also, it was the, the sheer number and the, um, yeah, the, the friendly tone and character that you experience when you, when you come to the forums as a newbie and, um, People are just friendly. That, mm. that was kind of a new experience for me back then. Yeah. Because I, I was used to, when I started to, to post in online forums, asking my stupid questions, um, I was used to, ah, like, be intimidated, mm. you know? Like, mm. well, you first have to do this and that on the server. What's a server, for God's sake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and with WordPress, that, that was a different experience. People were very down-to-earth and friendly. Mm. What do you do when you're not working? How do you uh, how do you stay balanced, and how do you kind of you know switch off? Um, basically, spend time with my wife mm-hmm. mainly and friends, mm. and I don't I don't have a hobby, so to speak. Mm. I'm planning to to rekindle a an old romance, the skateboarding, which ah. uh, I did. And um, which I like to get restarted with. Cool. Um, otherwise, we just we just see that we get out of nature and uh, uh, we we go a lot for walks and uh, ride the bicycle, things like that. Yeah, away um, away from yeah, the computer and away from the computer yes. and outside of the building. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's hard, but it, it needs to be done. Yeah. I was talking to Paul Gibbs uh, recently, or you know, a few months ago on the podcast. Of course, he's uh, one of the guys behind uh, BuddyPress and now works at Automatic. And he was saying that one of the ways that he switches off is by playing video games. And I'm like, dude, seriously? You're like going from one screen st- straight to another screen and swapping a mouse for a, for a, you know, a console. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed that with, with uh, younger co-workers at, at the company, they, they also do that. Yeah. I, I believe I'm just a different generation. Yeah, I, yeah. I started so late with, with computers and the internet in my life. Yeah that I never got into video games or things like that. I never did it. And, um, yeah, so to me it's not, it's not fun. Okay, let's, let's talk a little bit about the premium theme and the premium plug-in business. Um, uh, just a little segue into that. If you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing at MarketPress right now, what would it be? 
scale. Ah, yeah. Um, we're, we're at a point with the company and we're at a point where growing is really painful in a way. We're, we're 20 people right now and we have work for at least 30. Wow. And we're, a, we're growing self-empoweredly, so to speak. Um, we, we didn't take any venture capital ever. Mm -hmm. So we, we have a very organic way of growing. And, and um, yeah, which at points makes it hard to, um, to manage work, you know. It's, um, yeah, we could easily employ 10 people and everybody would have enough to do. Mm. And um, at the point where we are now, we... We're gonna employ, but um, it's it's not gonna be ten people uh, at one time. It's gonna be like one, two, and then mm -hmm. see. So yeah, if I if I could fix scale by just waving a wand, that would be it probably. So everybody would just have time to do their work. And what is what is the challenge with scale? Is it is it reaching is it reaching the revenue targets to employ the people, or is it finding good people? Um, well, it depends. For us, I believe it's, um, it's sort of a roller coaster, you know, it, it has ups and downs. So, um, so, um, yeah, mostly it's, it's hard finding good people. Mm. And, um, I would say like there are phases where you, when you're working on a certain project and you, you suddenly need to employ mm. you, of course you do that. And um, and then that project is finished, and and you have those people on your on your payroll, mm. and you put them to work. And um, if then comes another project, you don't necessarily employ again, but you mm. you go with the people you have. And mm. that's the point where where sometimes um, because the project may be larger than before, um, growing is a little bit of pain because those people then have to do the work. Yeah, and you just you just at that point you just can't employ, mm. even if you want to, and um, later on you may employ again. You know, so mm. yeah, that kind of a cycle probably. Um, that's how I see it actually. Are, are you guys a distributed team, or do you have like a central office where everyone works from the same building? We work distributed. Okay. We work uh, from all over Germany and Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, we are we are. Uh, Germanophone, though we all speak German, so we don't oh. have people from Great Britain or or uh, Scandinavia, which I personally would love. But since we're all pretty much German spoken, right, um, that's a limitation in a way. Yeah. Mm. Do you think it's why do you think it's hard to find? I had this conversation recently with Shane mm -hmm. Pellman from Modern Tribe. Uh, I've had this conversation with Lisa from Web Dev Studios the other day on the podcast. I've had the same conversation with Jake Goldman from Ten Up. I've had the same conversation with Tom Wilmot from Human Made. Why do you think it's so hard to find? And I had the same conversation with Simon Dixon from Code for the People, who actually recommended that I interview you. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> so Simon Dixon, here it is, man. I hope you're watching. Why do you think it's so hard to find good WordPress developers? Is it because is it because the I, I kind of have this theory that a lot of WordPress developers are entrepreneurial and they want to do their own thing. They don't want to actually go and work and, you know, clock on and clock off. Or is it just that there is so much demand that we can't possibly supply that many developers? What, what, what do you think the problem is? Well, what I hear is from developers is that if you are a really good developer, PHP developer, for example, you don't sleep on a 
work with WordPress, mm. you know, um, those guys, yeah, that's, but, but that's only what I hear, you know, I'm not that person. So, uh, but what I hear is those guys are interested in other things. They are, they are interested that then not necessarily are interested in a framework like WordPress and in a backwards compatible framework like WordPress, which brings challenges. Mm. And um, also JavaScript developers, JavaScript and they say like, well, yeah, WordPress, it's all nice and funny, but you know, for me as a JavaScript developer, it's, it's not at all a, a challenge that I would like to accept or um, it's not at all, at all a, a system that I would want to work with. I'm not saying that every developer is like that, but I think that. So um, I think that you, you have, I mean, the, the portion of good developers or really excellent developers who are willing to work with WordPress um, is kind of narrow. Mm. That's my question. That's interesting. So that uh, it's, yeah, actually, and as WordPress is growing so fast and is, is gaining popularity so fast, the demand is growing also. So those people are pretty much hired. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It's interesting. On the first WP Think Tank that we ran, um, uh, which is a panel discussion about the future of WordPress where I invite a bunch of guests on to chat, Matt Mullenweg was on the first one, and he said that the biggest problem that he feels at the moment is the lack of good JavaScript developers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would add maybe the lack of good JavaScript developers who are interested in working with WordPress. That's maybe right. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I can totally, totally sign to that, you know. Yeah. Are they, are they all off? Is it, is it part of that thing where, you know, they all kind of want to be part of the cool kids and, and pushing the envelope and developing things with Node.js or, you know, working on other frameworks and they see WordPress as, as maybe not as cutting edge or not as, not as exciting? Yeah, um, I guess so. I mean, I'm not the person who could talk about um, the, the ins and outs of what exactly in, in, in JavaScript it is that you get with WordPress and what you, what, what you don't get. But um, I talked to JavaScript developer, as I said, and he, the guy was pretty much like, um, well, it's so restricted, you know, it's, I have to, everything that I do has to communicate, has to communicate back to a backend, to a PHP backend, and then communicate forth to the browser those kind of things and I, I can do so little things right there in the browser and just write them to I don't know how they do it but you know probably things like um, I mean technology standards like Node.js and things like that it, that also plays a role yeah mm. and yeah I, I feel like I mean I don't have that much experience with it but I feel like um, you guys are just um, under challenged yeah it is a challenge, and I think it's something that's. I think it's something that's going to continue to be a challenge for the WordPress community. Uh, about three, about four or five years ago, here in Australia, particularly in Melbourne, there were a couple of companies going around to all the PHP meetup groups and snapping up all these PHP developers and saying, "Come work for us." They were large companies. Uh, I won't name who they were. They're saying, "Come work for us. We'll pay you 150 grand a year, and we'll teach you Ruby. So we'll make you an awesome Ruby developer." And all these PHP developers were like. Awesome! You're gonna like you're gonna pay me 150 grand a year to learn how to code in Ruby. That's unreal. And so the PHP community in Melbourne just kind of dissipated overnight. They all went and worked for these big companies. So I think this is going to be a challenge that we're going to be faced with over the next few years. Yeah, probably. I mean, actually, I like the approach though. <laughs> it's a very neat approach. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I mean, 
it involves a bit of money, but but if you can stand that, why not? Yeah, <laughs> you know? they, they were large companies. They weren't short of cash. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about Market Press. Market Press, from my understanding, looking at it here on the website as a premium theme and plug-in shop, just explain to our listeners why Market Press is different from any other theme or plug-in shop around. Well, what, may, what uh, makes us different is the products. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I believe. Uh, I, I, yeah, we most of all we cater. Um, no, I gotta restart that. Uh, we we have like two or three main products, and uh, one of that one of those is um, pretty much for the for the German context only. Mm-hmm. It's a WooCommerce extension uh, that makes WooCommerce compliant with uh, German legislation. Mm-hmm. So if you want to run a WooCommerce store from Germany. Uh, as a German business, you're kind of required to use that extension. Oh, I would say. So we cater to a very uh, local business, uh, to to a local uh, uh, community there, and um, yeah, that kind of gives us a strong uh, interaction and a strong bond with that with that community. Um, the other two products that that I would mention would be a Multilingual Press or Multilingual Press Pro, and WP Up. Um, the first being a solution for uh, multilingual content in WordPress, and the second one being, being a popular uh, backup solution. And yeah, both of those are uh, pretty popular already and growing. And um, I think that's that. Yeah, that's what makes what makes us uh, different from others. So what I like about what I like about this is that uh, you guys are not trying to be everything to everyone. You're actually solving very specific problems for a very specific audience. Yeah, you know, I mean, first of all, we're human, like everybody else. <laughs> and yeah, and I often see that in, in the in the WordPress world, in the web design world, that people who are getting started in the in the product business, they just praise themselves away. You know, we're, we're trying to stay down to earth. We we are humans. We do make mistakes. Mm. We we have our challenges. We um, but our but our uh, measurement for ourselves is to to be excellent, actually to deliver excellent products. And what we do uh, to achieve that is we, we're in a constant feedback loop with our users. Um, for the WooCommerce extension, WooCommerce German Market, um, it's it's a constant thing, a, a constant flow of communication coming from the support from through me and my coworkers and support to the developers in GitHub and back. And um, while that might not be so outstanding, it's I think it's for us it's the key. I mean, it's it's how we run our business. We we listen to our users. Mm. That's I don't I don't I don't know if 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 that makes us different, but but that's who we are actually. Mm. I, I I like that um, that you're you know quite transparent about the fact that there are people behind this company, the, the people behind these products, real people offering real solutions. You know, one of the things I think, one of the hardest things I think when you're selling any kind of digital product online, one of the hardest things is getting trust from people who don't know you or what you do. Yeah. So the more human you can make your story, the more chance you've got that people will trust you and take a chance and buy one of your products and you know and be wowed by the solution that you have because there's no point having a great solution if you don't communicate it in a way that that allows people to trust you to take a chance on it 
Yeah, my experience is, a matter of fact, uh, people want to talk to people and to real people. And um, the the more, I mean, obviously it has nothing to do with profit uh, uh, professionality. You want to be professional mm -hmm. uh, in any situation. But at the same time, for me, professionality would include honesty. So if you if you manage to um, establish an, an honest human-to-human -human relationship, um, with your customer, that that would be key to me, and and we're trying to do that, and obviously we're we're managing to do that in many cases. One of the things I really like about uh, I'm just looking at the the page for uh, Back WP Up Pro, and one of the things I really like is you've got these tabs up the top. Uh, one is information on the product. Uh, one is uh, documentation uh, on the product. That is quite, and I'm not logged in here, right? I'm not, I'm not, I haven't even bought the product, but I'm looking at the documentation. It's quite detailed. At what, you know, I know that if I buy this product, I'm not going to be left in the lurch. There's detailed documentation here on a public website that I can look at, and it shows me exactly what I need to do. And then there's this help desk tab, right, which this is really clever. This help desk tab, which shows me all of the posts that people have posted into the help desk and all of the responses and all of the replies. And I can see here that, uh, you know, Casper replied to something yesterday to one of these posts. I can see there are real people here responding. But when I go and click on one of the posts, it I can see the question, but then underneath is blurred and it says, this help desk is only visible to our customers. I really like this because this now this is an incentive for me to become a customer. I go, right, well, if I'm a customer, I'm going to get access to the support staff and a lot of plug-in and theme companies, the, the, you can't even read the questions. You have to log in before you can even read the questions. So what I can see here is that your support staff are actually working very hard to answer these questions. But of course, you know, if you want to see the questions, you have to become a customer. Was that, a, was that like a, 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 a strategic decision to make the support forum public but to hide the answers? Um, yeah, it was a strategic decision after a lot of learning, I would say. Um, those products we're talking about, they, I mean, the, the pro versions, the premium versions of them, they obviously are developed from a free version that had been existing before and still exists. You can still uh, download the free version of BackWPUp or Multilingual Press on WordPress.org. Mm -hmm. And um, coming from that um, background, um, we thought that yeah we we, we got to make um we got to make transparent about uh, how we do support and and i mean it was kind of like we looked at the wordpress.org plugin repository and you on the plugin page you have the the, the tab um uh support and uh you can go in there and and see all the things you know um we can, I, th I think that was kind of a um uh yeah where we got the idea from mm. and the blurring thing of course is um yeah, we need to have a little bit of privacy also for our customers, of mm. course. So um, we did that. I'm glad you're seeing it that way as an incentive. Um, oh, definitely. Some people, yeah, some people come, come just, they, they are used to, to open source uh, support forms and they come and everything is blurred. I cannot see anything. <laughs> I'm like, no, you can see things. Um, yeah, but that's, that's also a great selling point for us, I believe, is we're not trying to hide anything. We're trying to be... Um, very clear and honest about who we are and what we do and what we achieve and and how we perform, you know. And so, the, I think the best selling point you can have is people judging for themselves that you are the partner they want to work with. Mm. So, 
that's that's the partner we're trying to be mm. actually. Yeah. When I was at WordCamp Europe, uh, which was uh, last year, I believe, I met yes. a, I met a couple of uh, a couple of guys from the German WordPress community. One and whose name I can't remember, but one of the guys was kind of the organizer of WordCamp Germany, but it wasn't called WordCamp Germany. It was called something else. And he was explaining that the reason is because there are all these kind of legal and taxation reasons why they can't run a WordCamp in Germany. What what specifically is it about about the German WordPress community? What challenges do you have as opposed to you know the rest of the the broader kind of WordPress community? I'm just thinking you, that that could have been me you were talking to. All oh, right, maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe it was. It could but... also be a friend of mine. Oh. Um, but but I was strongly involved in the in the um, in the little group that that organized the two World Camps before this year's World Camp in Germany. Right. And we were the guys who didn't call it WordCamp for the reasons you mentioned and for a couple of other reasons. And um, this year's WordCamp uh, obviously has been a real WordCamp in Germany. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, this is a broad topic, German community. Uh, tell me again, where, where do you want to start? <laughs> so so what, what specific challenges do you think that you've got being in Germany, being part of the, you know, because Simon, Simon, when Simon suggested that we get you on the podcast, he said, I really like what these guys are doing over there at MarketPress. And he said, and I think there's some interesting things happening in the German WordPress community. So I'm, I'm okay. curious as to, you know, what are some of the challenges or, or, you know, what are some of the unique quirks, if you like, about the German WordPress community versus, you know, the North American WordPress community? Okay. Now I'm back on track. Um, I would say, um, yeah, there are several things. Um, culture, for one. Mm -hmm. uh, Germany, yeah, Germans like to do their thing in a way. <laughs> uh, we, we as, as, as a people, um, we, yeah, we're pretty much like, okay, you know, are you over there? Okay, just uh. nice to meet you, but we're here, uh -huh. you know? So, and we're... We're not so, um, by default, I would say we're not so open to the rest of the world. I mean, like actively sharing and actively, also actively market what we do. Um, in the community context, it may not be an appropriate word, but, but that's true. I mean, there, there was a saying uh, uh, that, that Germans invent things and Americans take them and market them. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's one cultural aspect um, I think we, we're dealing with uh, with the German community, which is uh, amazingly changing right now. I mean, uh, after WordCamp Hamburg, uh, only four weeks ago or so, there has been a lot of things happening. And uh, people are opening up and people are getting to work on dewordpress.org and um, I mean, more people getting involved into community things, and and that's a great success. Another challenge um, we deal with in Germany, generally with uh, with uh, internet stuff, is um, legislation. It's mm. um, legislation and regulation is is very strict in Germany, which isn't entirely bad at all. It's for consumers, it's really good, mm. I, I believe. But it's very challenging for people who create products in the internet and also with WordPress. And it's also challenging as a community because, for example, um, when you, I mean, just 
take the situation where you want to gather at a community and build a, let's say, a P2 theme platform for yourself to communicate. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that P2 theme where you can front end post and, you know. Yeah. Um, you can't just do that uh, in, in Germany and just go with it. You have to have legal information on that side who's responsible for the content. So there are legal implications for the people who are running that particular side. Uh -huh. They have to think about, which makes which which adds a whole layer of complexity to everything you want to do as a community in general. I, I don't want to take it further, but sure. in general, you have to think about legal things when you want to work as a community. Yeah. So, so I think it was. I think so. This is pretty much the same conversation that I had at WordCamp Europe, and it was with Axel Becker. That I had this conversation. Ah, yes. yes, Axel. Okay, mm -hmm. it, it was with Axel, uh, who's a who's a Camtasia certified trainer, and yes. uh, and we were talking about that because of our background with the video user manuals plugin. We were talking about screencasting and the whole thing, and um, he was telling me that ch some of the challenges that they were having from a legislation point of view and a taxation point of view, and uh, about running a and so it was WP Camp. It was what it was called in 2013. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in 2013 and 2012, we did that. Yeah. Right. And back then, yeah, that's that's a whole uh, that's a whole lot of history uh, one can read up on the internet. Actually, how it came to WP Camp and how then the German community turned around and this year produced a real work camp. Um, it, yeah, back then we saw those challenges and and um, and thought like, man, we we need to deal with that on our own and in our own way and we, we cannot afford also because we had a very narrow time frame in 2012 we thought we cannot afford to keep communicating back and forth with the WordPress foundation and sort out things we just want to do it let's do it you know mm. um, which also might be partly a German cultural thing I don't know like your head through the wall I don't know <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, but that's how we did it, and it was very successful. Actually, it was, I mean, from the contents of the, of the WordCamp, it was a true WordCamp. It was totally community-based. It was organized by a meetup group yeah. and not by a business or so. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a great success for the, for the German mm. community. And, yeah. But I'm also very glad that this year uh, the folks from Hamburg, they decided to work with the WordPress Foundation and, and produce a real WordCamp. Because I personally, I think it's it's no use in in uh, having that kind of a gap between things. It's WordPress is one thing, and we want to grow together. Mm. And even if it's hard, even if there are challenges, just communicate and make it better. Yeah, my uh, some people might not know this, but my dad's side of the family are actually German. Way back when, like we're probably five or six generations here in Australia, but my dad's family originate in uh, in Germany. And so you know, I'm not pretending that. I understand the culture, but I think I understand something about that kind of blinkers on, head down, that kind of dogged determination to just go in one direction and kind of be kind of oblivious to the outside world and just have that really narrow focus. Yeah, I mean, actually, you can see it on the streets here. If you go, if you just walk on the street, I mean, if I'm walking the street uh, in, in America somewhere, uh, people are used to say, uh, how are you doing? Mm. People I don't know, you know, just how are you doing? Mm. And walk by. Mm. And used to have that in Germany, but it but um, it's not there anymore. <laughs> and people just go that way and don't look right to left. So yeah, again, a magic wand topic. If I could wave a magic wand, I would like to change that and uh -huh. make Germans more. 
<laughs> and, All right. And in fact, we, we had uh, Zee Fontenas uh, um, hold the keynote at, at WordCamp Hamburg, and he put it very um, uh, eloquently. He said, well, you Germans, you just sit in the middle of everything in Europe. You know, you're so central and, yeah, it's so hard to, to get around you. Nobody can get around you. Mm. So please be a little bit more open and, mm. you know, communicative and share things. Mm. Interesting to see how that's going to evolve over the next couple of years. All right, let's get into our lightning round. Uh, for those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. So I'm going to ask Casper a series of quick questions about consulting and freelancing, and hopefully he's going to give me some quick, mind-blowing answers off the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? People. Uh -huh. um, you need to you need to know people. Um, if if you're ever gonna have success, it's gonna be because of the relationships you build. So oh, I would okay. say get to know people, and not only in the way of getting to know a lot of people, but get to understand people. Get to understand what what people are driven by and yeah people what's the best thing you've ever done to find new clients uh back when i was a freelancer uh meet other freelancers go to meetups network networking make friends yeah i like it how do you stop competing on price uh, someone said that before me, I believe Simon or somebody else, just stop competing on price. I mean, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a slap on the wrist, isn't it? Just stop doing that. Just stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no use. It's, it's a trap in the mind. It's all. And it's a, it, 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 because once you start competing on price, there's no, like, where do you stop? You end up just doing it for free to get the job, you know? Yeah, you end up being miserable. Yeah. And, and feeling miserable about what you're doing. And, then you can just go ahead and stop doing it. So, yeah, just stop competing on price and, yeah. Um, how do – any tips on writing better proposals? Uh, proofread. Uh, yeah, yes. Well, My see, answer. see, this is why I, I, I come from German heritage because I'm, I'm totally fanatical about grammar and spelling, yeah? Yeah, me too. I've been told – I've been told uh, I'm a grammar Nazi. <laughs> I don't like the expression, but um, yeah. Yeah, I've been told that as well. I don't like the expression either, but I've been told that as well. Uh, all right, favorite tool or system for CRM? Uh, I, I would need to check with, with uh, Alex, the, the project manager. I, I forgot to do that, what they use. Personally, I would use my brain. I, I'm not good at typing things into a CRM and getting back to it and typing a journal and things. I, I just try to get to know people so good that I remember them and I remember who they are and what, what, they, what are the key points about them. Mm. But obviously you cannot do that uh, as a business of a certain scale. I would have to do what they, what they, uh, I would have to check what they use at the company. Mm. That's no okay. Idea. I like it. I like, I like just getting to know people so well and having that relationship that they're fresh in your, in your mind. What's the best yes. way to keep a, what's the best way to keep a project and a client on track? I also heard Simon say that, uh, weekly reports. Yeah. I believe, uh, yeah, getting, I mean, keeping the client engaged and keeping them, um, feel safe that you're engaged with them. Yeah. Yeah. With that project. Great advice. Any ideas for getting referrals? 
from clients. Yeah. Um, talk to them. I mean, convince them. Um, maybe be be transparent about um, what you want to achieve with those uh, uh, referrals. Actually, and probably also, I mean, diminish the effort for them in, in, in the way that you would prepare something. Maybe prepare a little online form or something like that. Make it easy for them, you know. Uh, Don't just say, I need a referral. Make it I easy like for them. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, make it easy for them. That's just given me, I've got this thing on my to-do list. I've got um, put a referral form on website and I haven't got around to it yet. So guess what? I'm just going to nudge that further up the to-do list now because you said that. You're right. I've got to make that a priority. Uh, all right, and final question in the elevation round is: What's the number one thing you can do as a freelancer to differentiate yourself? Be your fucking self. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but um, oh, that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, no, and and I mean it. I mean it really seriously. It sounds so easy, but um, I, I mean it in a serious way. Get to know yourself really good, and and be yourself. And differentiate by that. Yeah. And that's that's maybe the hardest thing you're ever going to do. Yep. It's great advice, man. I, te- I mean, you know, I hope we don't lose our, uh, our G rating on iTunes for that, but I don't care if we do. Uh, because, no, 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 I'm kidding. Um, it's so true, though. It's so true. Like, you know, I, I, I read these blogs from WordPress developers about, you know, the Genesis child themes and how to do this with this plugin, and they all end up kind of sounding and looking and smelling the same. And... I think you're right. I think the reason it's really hard to differentiate yourself is because the hardest work you're going to do is to get to know yourself really well. And that just takes time and takes a bit of inward reflection, doesn't it? Yes, a lot. And also, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty aware that advice is, is cheap at some point. Yeah. And you can easily say that. Yeah. And it's when you're a freelancer out there and uh, trying to make a buck and you're just starting, it's it's may may sound like an advice that's pretty much far out but um but yeah i mean just try it yeah just try it yeah be yourself and be, and be excellent of course yep be yourself be excellent don't try and be anyone else don't try and copy anyone else i love it that's the best response we've ever had to a question on the podcast i'm going to put it in big bold headline i think that's going to be the title of the podcast i love it All right. <laughs> What's the future for MarketPress? Where do you see MarketPress in 12 months' time? Mm, we're totally going to streamline. Uh, we're, we're, working on, um, yeah, we're working on certain things I can't disclose right now. Uh-huh. But um, we're, our main focus is on streamlining uh, the usability of our website for once. Uh, the way we do support, we, we're totally up to um, to hire new people also, hire new developers, hire support agents. And um, I'm, I'm afraid I cannot see, say we're hiring right now, mm-hmm. but I believe we, we're going to hire from uh, after summer on, I believe. So keep awesome. an eye on the website or just contact us via the uh, usual channels, uh, Twitter or G Plus or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that, and yeah, try to, not try to, but um, uh, build better products. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which is a good segue into our competition. So the guys at Impside have very kindly offered to give away three uh, pro versions of the uh, multilingual WP. Am I saying that right? Multilingual Press, sorry. Multilingual, multilingual Press Pro. Uh, 
Uh, so each license is valued at $75 each. And uh, in order, and there are three to give away, in order to win, in order to enter the draw for this competition, Casper, uh, tell me again, what do you want to learn from our audience? There are two things that you want to learn, yeah? Yeah, I would like to learn uh, two things. First of all, um, when you when you refer uh, premium pro products or use premium WordPress products for your clients or customers, what are you looking for um, in a good premium product? What makes a really good pre premium product for you? Sorry, I'm a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it the support for once or is it code quality or is it a sleek UI that you just fall in love with or is it a combination of the three and what kind of combination and um, do you have favorite plugin authors or uh, yeah, do you build personal relationships with theme shops and why or maybe you don't and um, what are you looking for for a good premium mm. product? That would okay. be my first question. So the first one the is... So the first one is, just to recap that, the first one is, what is your selection criteria when you are choosing premium themes or plugins? You can leave some feedback underneath the video. Or the second thing you can tell us is? Thanks, yeah. The second thing would be um, about multilingual uh, WordPress. Is multilingual WordPress, meaning publishing content in multi multiple languages as a time, uh, at a time, is that a topic for you at all? Mm -hmm. I mean, is that a case? Or is it not? And if it is a case, if, if you're thinking about it or if you have that in your projects and you have to build multilingual websites, um, what are the criteria you look, you're looking for uh, when you choose a solution to do that? Because obviously it's not a core feature yet. Mm. And uh, that might change in the future, but it's not yet. So mm. what are the criteria you're looking for then? Okay, so what do you want to see in multilingual and how are you using multilingual and what are the challenges that you're facing? And I see you guys on the MarketPress website, you've got this really cool language selector up the top right-hand corner where I can just flick between... Which is actually multilingual press. Yeah, yeah. and it's so slick. I just flick between the English or the, the German version and... There's the website. So what is it that you're using multilingual for or what do you want to use it for or what are the challenges that you've got? So leave either your selection criteria for a premium theme or plugin or your challenges and your selection criteria for multilingual WordPress. Leave that feedback underneath the video and I'll get Casper to swing by in a couple of weeks and award the prize. Sound good, Casper? Gladly. Sound, awesome. Sound Thank you so much for spending some time with us uh, on the WP Elevation podcast. I really appreciate it, and so do our listeners, and so does Simon Dixon. Uh, where can people reach out and thank you for this interview? Um, well, the easiest thing would be find me on Twitter. I'm GluckPress. Um, I probably got to write that down somewhere because no one needs it. But you can find me on Twitter, or you can uh, post a, a message to our contact form on the market, uh, marketpress.com site. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty much those two. Cool. Also, I would love to meet people in person on a WordCamp, probably mostly in Europe, but maybe abroad. Who knows? Awesome. So, yeah. You heard it. If you are in Berlin, drop by at our local meetup meet group in Potsdam, which is just close to Berlin. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, really enjoy that if you do that. I stayed in Potsdam, actually. Uh, you did? I did. Uh, about... Two, no, in 2009, I was in Europe for two months and I spent six nights in Potsdam. Oh, yeah. did you like it? It's beautiful. It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I love yes. Berlin too. I just, I totally fell yeah. in love with Berlin. I definitely want to go back. 
Yeah, it's it's an exciting city. And matter of fact, when I go to Berlin uh, Central now, downtown, uh, you hear English all over the place. It's it's very international right now. Potsdam is very local though. Yeah, and it's nice and green out here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Gluck Press, by the way, is for us English uh, alphabet people is G-L-U-E-C-K-P-R-E-S-S. Uh, Thank you for, for spelling that. On Twitter, yeah. no problem it's, at all. It's the word Gluck in there, which means both things, happiness and good luck. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Um, we have one word for that. <laughs> finally, who would you like me to try and interview and why? Well, first of all, uh, let me say thank you also. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for, for bearing with my, with my sometimes uh, <laughs> funny English. And it's um, been a great experience. I, I've been nervous like shit before. And um, th- oh, again, I did it again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for having me. The, the person I want to recommend is a guy named uh, Remkes de Vries, ah, which yes. is a yes. chap very dear to my heart. Uh, you didn't have him already. Have, I haven't. Had you? No, I, I, I've oh, got him. Okay. I've got him on the list, so I'm just going to bump him up the list now. Yeah, uh, Remkes uh, is from the Netherlands. Uh, Remkes runs a WordPress business over there. It's called Foresight Media, and um, you can find him on Twitter as Defries. And um, yeah, uh, Remkes and I became friends. Uh, actually, on WordCamps. I mean, we 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 were visiting WordCamps, and yeah. Awesome. I, I consider him a friend, and and also I I think that that he has a lot of interesting things to say um, regarding the freelancer uh, context um, because yeah he's a WordPress agency also. Great. Well, and Remkes, he was a trainer before, I believe. Yeah. Remkes de Fries, I'm coming to get you, courtesy of Casper. So keep your eyes on Twitter and your inbox. I'm going to get you on the podcast. I met him at WordCamp Europe uh, last year, so it'll be nice to close that loop. Hey, Casper, thank you so much again for spending some time with us, and I wish you all the best for the future of Market Press, and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you, Troy. Thank you. Cheers. Well, I hope you had as much fun as Casper and I did in that interview, and I hope you weren't too put off by the colourful way that Casper chose to express himself. I love it. Uh, <laughs> this episode, of course, is brought to you by WP Elevation, the business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. If you are a WordPress consultant or freelancer and you are just starting out or you've been doing this for a couple of years and you really want to take your WordPress business to the next level and know that you've got some systems and processes in place and feel supported by an amazing community of other people doing the same thing, then WP Elevation is the place for you. Check it all out at wpelevation.com. Come join the program. Uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast at wpelevation.com slash subscribe. You'll get instant access to a free content creation webinar that you can use to start producing more content. And you can also train your clients how to do the same. Everything for this episode will be in the show notes that you can get at wpelevation.com slash Casper Hubinger. And that's C-A-S-P-A-R-H-U-B-I-N-G-E-R. All one word. You know the drill. All lowercase. No spaces no hyphens, and no underscores. Leave your comments underneath the video in order to win the prize. There are three prizes, three copies of the Multilingual Press Pro plugin that we're giving away this week, or Casper's giving away. So tell us how you want to use Multilingual in WordPress, and also tell us your selection criteria for choosing premium themes and plugins, and Casper will swing by and award the prize uh, in a couple of weeks. All right, if I'm not mistaken, next week's guest on episode number 45 will be none other than Rob Walling from GetDrip, and also from... uh, 
Hittail, an amazing keyword research tool. He's a little bit outside the WordPress space, but he's a fantastic entrepreneur. Uh, he was recommended to me by Ruben Gomez from BitSketch. I've been following Rob for a while. I've used his products. I like them. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. I haven't shot the interview yet, but I'm looking forward to doing it and bringing it to you next week on the podcast. Rob Walling from Get Drip and Hittail. He is an entrepreneur from the States. It will be fascinating. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Until next time, go elevate.